party people well, welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two i'm your host as always jeff stormer and this week on the show i am joined once again by nevin holmes for a game of just a car just a car is a role-playing game of courtroom drama inspired by the likes of phoenix wright and my cousin Vinny, which you've already sold me i'm already into this game you've already hooked me i need nothing else But to make it even more up my alley, the game is played by building a conspiracy board with post-it notes and string and interconnected relationships and theories and then sort of playing out the implications of that conspiracy board. Uh, It is everything that I love in games all at once. It's got weird craft elements and collaborative storytelling and courtroom drama. It's All the things that I like, it's sick as hell. Nevin joins me to do the first half of the game, which which can be played with two players before a traditionally four-player courtroom thing. We build out a case. It goes some places. I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, You're really going to love it. Just a Car is currently on Kickstarter. It's got about two weeks left in its campaign. Go back it. Make it a reality. This game rips. I really love it. I want to see it come to life. I want you to go back it. You can find a link to the Just a Car Kickstarter in the show notes. And with all that said, let's throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. I am once again so, so excited to be joined once again by my good friend, Nevin Holmes. Nevin, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me, Jeff. I am thrilled. I am excited. Uh, You are a person that I greatly enjoy playing games with. And I think today is going to be no exception. So why don't you take a moment to let our lovely listeners at home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you want them to know about. I think I think I will do just that, Jeff. Thank you so much. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Nevin. I use they, he pronouns. Uh, I am a queer tabletop role-playing game designer based out of Central Texas. You might know me from uh, a little game called Gun and Slinger that was on this podcast called Party of One. It's a great episode. You should go look it up and watch it. Listen to it watch it if you want you can also Um, watch it it's on youtube you'll just be staring at a solitary image but like it is there for you to watch that's good watching honestly um or more recently kitchen nightmares that i worked on with chris Pissette, uh who was also on here recently Um, this is also true (laughs) it was an excellent episode you should go listen to that too um Today, we are going to be playing through the setup phase of a little game called Just a Car, which is coming to Kickstarter. Uh, it's actually already on Kickstarter by the time this is released, I believe. Um, it launches March 29th, just in case timelines are weird. Um, you can check it out at bytes.rip slash Just a Car. Uh, and if you like Phoenix Wright or My Cousin Vinny or like other courtroom drama mystery shenanigan type shows, you should definitely go check this out. All right. I could not be more excited. Uh, this game looks like it rips. Uh, we are going to be making ourselves a little bit of a, of a court drama. We are going to be setting up the pieces in place. Um, and I am going to pretty much hand this over to you and say, run us through the scenario, run us through what we're doing here today as we kind of build out our, uh, as we build out our, uh, uh, crime God, I lost words. We crime build out board. our crime board and we build out our little mystery that is going to get solved. I'm so excited. I <laughs> it. I just want to say real quick, this is a total aside, but I think it's very funny how I'll make a game and then remember that Party of One exists and go, oh, I have to make this for two players to some degree. I have to make it work. Um, you keep me honest, Jeff. 
Um, okay, so the first thing that we're going to do, um, so the entirety of the game is like created at the table between the four players that it's for. We're going to be cheating and we're going to be doing the setup with two players because like I just said, I have to make it work for party of one. I appreciate uh, this. I appreciate this. <laughs> it's in my writer. Um, so the first step that's ever done is we create our palette. This is a system that I am absolutely stealing from Yarn Spinner, and I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic? Two fantastic games you should go check out. Um, and what we're basically going to do is you and I are both going to write down four different like tonal touchstones, and then we're going to take turns picking some from each other. Um, and these are things like pulp, hot, cold, mm. noir, comedic, um, aliens, anime, um, brickwork, like one to two words that we can kind of use to make sure we're on the same page with everything else that we create. And if we were playing the role play that got it. All right, I've got my four, and I feel like they're very, very good. I, I like the uh, cavalcade that we have to choose from here. I feel like we've really built, like, some good... <laughs> and honestly, like, I mean, if if I were to have my way, we would ha we would combine all eight of these, because I think they would be incredible, but we've got we've to narrow this down. So let's go ahead and let the readers know everything that we've got here. Yeah. Um, I have submitted Brickwork, Jazz, Black Coffee on a Rainy Day, and Cosmic Horror. And I have submitted low stakes, retro, extreme escalations, and public access TV. Truly, this is an art house piece, is what we've got in front yeah, of us. Yeah, this is um, this is we're done. <laughs> this was this is the game. We're good. We're good. Thank you. Please go support it. Um, so typically, like everybody who's playing would submit two, and then you have to pick one from someone else. You're not allowed to pick mm. your own. Got it. Um, but it's us here. Uh, just us. So just we're both going to pick two from the other person. Um, Got it. And we'll take turns doing that. Jeff, why don't you go ahead and pick the first one? I'm going to pick, uh, without a moment of hesitation, Black Coffee on a Rainy Day. It's I just got an energy that I think is it ribs. I put that one specifically for you. It just got a good energy. I am going to take Low Stakes because I've yet to do a Low Stakes Just a Cart game. Now, the, the sorry, go ahead. They all end up really just ballooning. It's gonzo. The game gets a little gonzo sometimes. The other thing. So that actually informs hearing you say that that actually informs the other direction I'm going to pick. I was originally going to take cosmic horror because both of those things combining with cosmic horror rips. But mm. I am instead going to take jazz and really lean Ooh. into really lean into this. Like I get a very like rundown. Uh, energy from from all three of these palettes so far that I think tells a very compelling thing. I agree. I'm I'm really really picking this up now. I I'm torn, Jeff, because all three of these would be truly incredible. Um, I ah, uh, it's difficult. This is a this is a hard game. <laughs> uh, I think I'm gonna pick public access TV. Um, all right. It was either that or Extreme Escalations, and I like the way that these four, like, really work together without they, too they many paint, They paint a really clear picture. I feel like I have a really clear picture of, like, where we are and, like, the type of case that is going to take shape is, 
like I have a really clear picture of like what that that shape is going to take, uh, what shape this is going to take with this picture in place. So our palette is black coffee on a rainy day, low stakes, jazz and public access TV, which is truly delightful. Mm-hmm. Now we actually move on to creating the case itself. There's a lot of text here for people who are playing it. I'm going to skip it. Um, and we actually need to just determine the crime itself. This can be anything. Deter- I'm, I'll read the text here. Um, determine what happened here and what kind of case this is. Discuss this together to come up with something, quote, fit for TV that's intriguing with plenty of room for twists. What is a hacking? Was it a hacking attempt gone wrong? An attempted assassination? A whole bank robbery or crime ring? And additionally, think about what the bigger picture is here. Is it someone trying to gain power? Is there a secret crime war going on in the background? Or is there a play being made to remove someone from influence? So the crime it has two parts. It's got the crime itself, and it's got the, like, ulterior motive. The, like, greater secret conspiracy. Okay. I've got a very clear picture of what I want the inciting incident. I'm looking at our palettes, and I'm thinking about the inciting incident, right? I'm thinking about the crime. And I have an immediate proposal. Please, please hit me with it. Somebody bashed up somebody else's, uh, like, lawn display or holiday display with a baseball bat. Like, uh, that just, that that feels like a, a low-stakes public access, like, <laughs> that feels like a thing you see on TV on a court draw, on like a, on like a made for, on like a TV court show at like this 2 a.m. is like, a, is like, like a Judge Judy type of... Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Judge Judy, the early years. Perfect. And what's the bigger picture here? With something like this, it's got to be whoever did it wants uh, to win, like, the, the Yard of the Month award. Oh, it's got to, yeah, it's got to be a, a, like, a, it's like a political battle for... I'm really is, it for the, is it for the HOA? Yeah, so someone's <laughs> trying to smear. Okay, so there are members of the HOA and someone is trying to smear someone else to get them kicked out. Okay, that's real good. And because it's an HOA, all of our characters can be truly terrible. Just, just absolutely trash. Oh, just I'm excited. human being. I'm so excited. Okay, so our crime is lawn vandalism. Yard decorations were smashed up with a baseball bat because someone is trying to get someone else booted from the HOA. Mm-hmm. It's important when you do this early setup phase of the game that you don't declare who, um, because that's a big part of like the actual courtroom play. Sure. So this is this is solid. So so we've got so 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 to paint the full picture. Uh, just to give ourselves, I want to, I want to add one card to the crime, if we may. Absolutely, Jeff. You are, be, be my guest. I want to know what, so to give us both a time and place, to give us a time and place, or to give us at least like a, yeah, like a time of year and a place. What's the, what are the yard decorations that are, what's the, like, if you had to point to like the signature piece of evidence, right? Like the, the thing, the thing, like this is the case of the blank. It's got to be a lawn gnome. A lawn gnome? It's got to be a lawn gnome. Um, 
Or we can, okay. we can, we can no, get that's a, good. We can get a twofer and it's a lawn gnome riding a flamingo. Uh, I, I think, think lawn gnome I, is good. I think we're going to go both because what I want to propose, I just recently watched an episode of television that is uh, one of the greatest half hours of television ever put uh, on screen. It's one that I've it's one that I've seen a dozen or so times, and every time it fills me with joy. Nevin, have you ever seen the Winklebottom episode of King of the Hill? It's the one where Peggy gets a lawn gnome. <laughs> Is it the rude lawn gnome? No, it's just a lawn gnome that like that like Peggy puts in the front yard. Okay. Yes, I have seen this one. <laughs> I, I it's been a while, but I have seen it. All right, good. I just. I, I'm thinking about the idea of someone having, like, someone having a very gnome-themed yard. There's just so many gnomes, and like they've just all, they've they've just been smashed up with a bat because someone. somebody's making a power grab. <laughs> so petty and also expensive. This is like a weirdly not that petty thing to do. <laughs> It strikes the perfect <laughs> notes of, like, low stakes. I feel like we've also brought in a little bit of those extreme escalations, because, like, to your point, it's fucking pricey. <laughs> this game's good. Um, if we were going to be playing out the whole courtroom case, this is where we would make our epiphany clocks, which are, like, things that come into play during the trial phase. I'm just going to say that they exist. We don't have to worry okay. about them right now. Sure. Next, we create the defendant and the victim. So the defendant is like our primary suspect, the person who they think did it. And the victim is going to be this person who loves lawns so much. Um, mm -hmm. It's important to note that just because they are the defendant doesn't mean they actually did it. Okay. All right. Do you have any ideas... For, for either of these characters. The defendant has to be the head of the, the homeowners association, right? The defendant's gotta yeah. be, gotta be like the president of the HOA that they believe has orchestrated, has called this hit on the lawn gnomes. Perfect. Love, love to do that. <laughs> love to call in a hit on lawn gnomes. Uh, okay, so what's their name? Um... I'm going to say her name is Muriel Price. Beautiful. Love it. We don't have to come up with any additional information on Muriel at this point. Good. The head of the HOA. I think the victim um, <laughs> is some new member. Mm -hmm. Like maybe the newest. It's some, some upstart. New HOA member with a lot of ideas. How do you feel about that? I feel very good about it. Okay. And his name is going to be <laughs> Chuck Studson. Chuck Studson. Great name. Great name. <laughs> I hate both of these people. <laughs> Oh, they're both terrible. Like, Awful. We, we are staring into the abyss for the next hour, and I really need that to be noted. Like, let it be known that we are actively staring into, staring really, like, I'm staring gonna need into a, a mirror darkly that is going to be staring back at us. I'm going to need a self-care day after this. <laughs> okay, so, next up we, we kind of begin, like, the, the real 
meat and potatoes of the setup phase. Like we have a wonderful picture here. Uh, now we're going to build the people that we'll actually be playing throughout the trial. Okay. In this phase, you would choose your roles and then you'd all create your own characters. We're just going to go through this straight in the order. So the first uh, role that gets their characters created is the stand. These are the witnesses. The magical things that I summon that have my music power. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> this is Shining Diamond. This right. is, I can't, I, that's the only one I got. Um, so, God, that really threw me off. <laughs> I'm so I'm so no, sorry. It's okay. Here's the thing: is that joke gets made every single time I play this game, and it always catches me. I'm so sorry. I just start thinking about JoJo. Um, so the stand are the witnesses. The stand will also take control of like the defendant from time to time. Um, but really, we are just concerned with our delightful crew of witnesses. Got it. Now, the way this works in play, um, because the stand has so many different characters that they have to make, um, what we do is everyone except the stand will basically create full characters, like full lists of what are called aspects, um, which are basically character traits. And then the stand will take those characters and put them in a blender to come up with three completely different ones. Mm-hmm. Um to keep this simple, we're just going to make these characters. You and I can each make one, and then we'll make the last one together. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of really fun mixing and matching uh, in this game uh, at the at the table. Okay. Let me go ahead and make a, a basic sheet for us. So, characters in Jessica are made up of what are called aspects. Your name, pronouns, style, expertise, and key. Um, name and pronouns are obvious one, are, are obvious. Uh, style is like your vibe. Uh, you know, are you a fashionista? Are you an internet tough guy? Are you an actual real life badass? Um, your expertise is the one thing you know more about than anyone else in the courtroom. And you can use this for a lot of moves and stuff like that. And your key is the thing you saw or know about the case at hand. And keys can either be public or secret. Mm. The difference here is that a secret key can only be brought up in fiction by the character who owns it or by using a piece of evidence. And in addition, stands have their job, which is like their actual real life job. So we've just got to make some characters now. All right. So talk to me about keys as I fill this out. Cause I've got most of a character, like very, very specifically like mapped out, but I want to know a little bit more about keys. So your key is your unique connection to the case. This is something that can be used by anyone to unlock new avenues of discovery during the case and may or may not be a secret that only you know. When you create a key, note down whether or not it's a secret. Secret keys can only be revealed by the player controlling the character they belong to unless a piece of evidence is used. Keys should really be things like, did you see someone leave the scene? Do you work where the murder weapon was sold? Did you previously defend someone connected to a suspect, or maybe even just help them get their business license? 
Do you happen to buy illicit substances from the subject? Are you sleeping with the head of the crime syndicate that's being investigated? A trick with keys and a lot of the character creation stuff is to find the right balance between fact and plot hole. In general, with a lot of the writing that you do, with a lot of the things that you put into characters in this, you don't want to ever say something that's like, this is the person who actually did it. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, they should be things that prompt further thought. All right. All right. Then I've got my, I've got my first care. The fact that we both went in the direction that we went, uh, gives us some immediately very good witnesses. Oh my God. Look at that. Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) Why don't we go over these two and then create the last one together? That sounds great. So the character that I've created, uh, is Varsuvian Miller, uh, Varsuvian, he, his pronouns, uh, his style is that the dude sells lawn gnomes. <laughs> his job <laughs> is his job is gnome dealer. Real quick, when you said the dude sells lawn gnomes, I misread it. The dude, comma, sells lawn gnomes. So originally, I had written, I had, okay. I'm actually going to put that comma back in there because, like, because uh, now I'm getting that I'm going to capitalize this D. It really ties the lawn together. It, I get a picture. Now I'm getting a much clearer picture of Varsuvian style as the dude from the Big Lebowski. And he then <laughs> segued like extremely hard into the world of lawn gnome salesmanship. <laughs> That's my favorite uh, director's cut fact, actually. <laughs> is that it's the a- dude, when he opens the trunk of his car after he gets it back, is filled with his lawn gnomes. And there's a whole 10 minute scene of him crying about how they're all fine. it's it's like the thing is is that you know the thing is that your characters in in film and storytelling should want a thing that you never fully tell the audience that they only pick up on it because you know you want them to come to know the character and to find that want for themselves so if you really watch the film and you really understand it you'll know that he's really chasing after his beloved lawn nose (laughs) the rug was a red herring (laughs) It was. Um, oh his ex- Varsuvian's expertise is gnome pricing and backstory. <laughs> backstory. <laughs> this is my gnome. Uh, his name is Bartholomew. Here's his five-page backstory. He, he does not like. Uh, he does not like button cap mushrooms. He does not. He very specifically. So the fact that he's near the button cap mushrooms in Muriel's mushroom grove. Very suspicious. That's very suspicious. That's not where Bartholomew would hang out. <laughs> okay. So and, tell me his tell me about his key. Is that he sold Muriel her lawn gnomes and runs a very prominent like lawn gnome forum. Truly beautiful and terrible. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I think everybody, frankly, I feel like we're just we're consistently making I'm more and more invested in this court case by the second. It's low stakes, though, Jeff. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, my character is Jax Cummerbund. Uh, they use they, them pronouns. Style uh, is that they're just way too fancy for you. Um, whether or not that's a real fancy or a fake fancy, who's to say? They'll tell mm-hmm. you it's real, though. Uh, their job is being an investor. That's it. Their expertise is rare finds and being petty. Um, truly just... Being petty is an art form to Jax. Uh, and their key, which is secret, is that they created the brand of gnomes that Chuck's that Chuck really favors. Hmm. Okay. Oh wait, then I got oh wait, I got it backwards. Sold Chuck his lawn gnomes. Oh. 
Oh, interesting. Okay. Beautiful. Well, actually, no, I'm going to stick like with what his, I wrote. I like it as Muriel, because then we've got two sides going on we've here, right? We've got two two opposing lawn gnome factions, which, inter- like, that really complicates the story, because that that's interesting. Yeah, that was, that was completely accidental on my part, but the idea that Muriel also has a collection of non-gnomes, very interesting. Truly, truly magic. So now we have to make the last character. Um, and we're going to do this one together. Do you have any ideas? So, so uh, a large picture. I don't like. We can, we can, we can pull this out. But I think that we need somebody else from the neighborhood. We've got sort of the, we've got sort of uh, like Chuck's perspective as a lawn gnome aficionado. We've got Muriel's perspective as a lawn gnome aficionado. I think that we need somebody else from the block, like from the neighborhood, yeah. to really like be the be be the eyes on the street, very literally. Absolutely. Do you th- you say eyes on the street? Is this maybe a member of the neighborhood watch? Uh, I think that it is. I think that it, that feels good. That feels really great. Okay, so let's go ahead and make their job neighborhood watch. And the fact that their job is neighborhood watch means that they're getting a salary. So mm-hmm. this is like an upscale enough place where they just they they pay for the neighborhood watch. It's not a bunch of volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, for we'll come back to the name. We'll come back Style. to the name. I think style. Styles next. I'm thinking kitted out. Yeah. Now, of course, because their neighborhood watch that kit is like they probably have like <laughs> reflect like bike reflectors, <laughs> bike reflectors, and like a yellow vest, uh, like a hard hat for some reason, um. They look like they walked off of a construction site, but in addition, they've probably got, like, pepper spray and, like, a bag of bread for ducks. Oh, a notepad that they write infractions on they have no ability to enforce exactly. when they still write like, out infractions. This is truly someone who had bigger dreams. <laughs> uh, uh, I am going to say their expertise. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a pivot. And say their expertise is home repair? I think that's good. That's a very good one. So they're walking around the neighborhood, and it's just like, hey, you're gonna need some work. Takes a note. Uh. (laughs) It's not an infraction, but just takes a note as if it is. Uh. I don't like the way you got this uh, mailbox leaning. Beautiful. uh, You gotta have work on that. We'll bring it up in the next meeting. Oh, my God. And, of course, they have hours-long lists in every watch meeting. Oh, my gosh. Uh, key. Key, key, key. Um, there's so many things that could be a good key for someone who's the neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh. All right, I'm going to hit you with this. So their secret key is that they were off. The night that it happened. They never take time off. Why were they That's off great. on this night? That's great. That's real suspicious. That feels really good. That feels really, really powerful. All right. Uh, I'm going to go pronouns. Uh, he, they, and we will say name. I'm going to go Barnaby. Barnaby is a fun name. Barnaby the Hawk. Yeah, let's just. All right. So their name is Barnaby the Hawk, pronouns he, they, their style is kitted out, his job is I am the neighborhood watch, uh, their expertise is home repair, <laughs> and his secret is that they were off the night it happened. 
This is maybe the worst of the bunch so far. I I feel like I know this guy. <laughs> I feel like I know every. I feel like I grew. You know, I grew, I know all of these people and all of them. I hate with all of my being. <laughs> I think we the are, only person here I don't necessarily. Hate. Mm, you know, I was gonna say the only person I don't necessarily hate here is Varsuvi and Miller, but like. I, that dude's got some bad opinions I on his forum. I don't, tr- I don't trust Varsuvian as far as I can throw him. I trust that that dude, like, you poke, you press him, you press it, you ask him one wrong question, and then you get a, you get a Reddit, where you get a Reddit, uh, post. <laughs> it's like 40 pages long. Yeah, I trust, I don't. I can't believe that Beatrice thinks that gnomes are fake. Stuff um, like that. If you had actually read the treat <laughs> the treatise of the lawn gnomes, you would know that you would know that the fight between the lily gnomes and uh you would know that the fight between the lily gnomes and the sunflower gang is a very real conflict. So I would not actually go around belittling that. You're making yourself sound like you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> thanks, Var- thanks, <laughs> thanks, Varsuvian. <laughs> thanks, Varsuvian. <laughs> Hate this guy. So next up. Oh, you think you really like gnomes? (laughs) Name 47 of them. Name three members. Name three members of the Equinox Council. Yeah, fucking exactly. Jeff, your ability to come up with gnome names is truly concerning to me. Look, there's a reason that I hate Marsuvian Miller. It's because I'm looking into a part of my own soul. There's some, there's some real like therapy going on as we play this. Um, okay, to recenter us, this is, uh, this is truly ridiculous. I love it. Next up, we're gonna make the judge. The judge. Uh, is a really fun character role, but I'm just gonna get into the creation aspects of them. Mm-hmm. This is your courtroom, your bench, and your realm to observe. It's your job to pay close attention to the goings-on of the case, to ask probing questions, to decide what is and isn't allowed in the sanctity of your hall of law and justice. So we create the judge character as normal. Mm-hmm. Name, pronoun, style, expertise, key. Uh, we don't list their job because their job is obvious. It's the judge. Um, and then, secretly... Everyone else gives the judge what's called a tilt. Tilts are secret aspects to the judge that affect how they behave in court. Um, these can be things about their current mood, how they feel about another character, or some kind of ulterior motive that they actually have towards the case. Some example tilts are, you're very hungry, you'd rather be anywhere else, you have an intense dislike of the prosecution or defense, or you don't know anything about a key facet of the case. So, we need to create uh, an interesting judge here. So the vibe that the vibe that I want from the judge, the vibe that immediately leaps out to me as I think about the judge, and I don't know where this will where this will slot in, but I think that the the to me the funniest and most compelling option and the option that I think captures going back to our palettes the option that like captures our palettes most clearly is like we've created you know a victim a defendant and all of our our stand are people that are like ride or die unbelievably invested that this is life or death for the people involved 
Exactly. Our judge, I think, should have less than zero, like, should not give less than two fucks about, like, and oh, yeah. should recognize this as a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> Absolutely. There is, there is no way around there, there is no way around that. That's required. So I think to that end, their style is going to be just fully disinterested. Mm. Love it. That's good. Yeah. I think their expertise. I think I want to make their expertise. Hmm. I'm thinking this through. So with expertises, it's totally fine if they don't seem like they're related to the case at all. It's... The during play, you just say that it's related somehow. Like, it can be literally anything, which is what's fun about this. What if it's like, go ahead. I was gonna say, what if it's like very, very legitimate? It's like a very legitimate expertise. So it's like constitutional. Yeah. It's like constitutional law. I was I was thinking, oh, constitutional law would be really good because then this can so, someone can bring out like states rights. And like um I feel like, I I don't I don't mean this to be mean, but I'm pretty sure Barnaby is a sovereign citizen type. <laughs> You're not wrong, is the thing. But I also think maybe Varsuvian is also. <laughs> exactly. So, like, constitutional <laughs> rights? Perfect. Because then one of, one of them can be like, oh, well, this is a. Uh, I, I, and the. I like how I the, said I don't say this to be mean, but I do mean it to be mean. <laughs> oh, 100%. Let's, let's not mince our words here. I think the other thing that I like about the phrase constitutional rights is that it also. Points in the direction that this is a judge that is, like, invested in, like, serious, heavy... Truly like, <laughs> truly deals with more important shit than this for breakfast. Yeah, and it, like, is, is, is slumming it to such a profound degree that I think, like, that's, that's the energy that I would want this judge to have is, like, is, like, I... Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about the judge's key. How does that how does that play into things? So some examples that I have here for the judge's key is like currently or formerly on the take, um, a relative of a suspect, a customer of a witness. Um, the judge's keys are kind of they don't always really come up during the actual play part, but you make one because it's fun um, and because it really helps flesh out the character. Um, and again, with keys and pretty much every aspect of a character, when you're making it, don't try to figure out how it's related. Mm, Just okay. come up with something that's interesting. It will be made related during the case. Got it, got it, got it. That's very good to hear, very good to hear. So what if their key is that they collect something? Like, what if they're a collector of, like, baseball cards or, or something like that? Something kind of mundane. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Beautiful. Any ideas for name and pronouns? I'm gonna go with, uh... Her name is Lily Tarkovich. Oh, that's a good name. Jeff, the truth is that I wanted to come on this show and play this game with you because I wanted to force you to make a bunch of names. 
That's fine. That's a good way. There are far worse reasons for coming on the show than forcing me to make up a bunch of names, especially when the genre of name is 70s-ish weirdos. We have a lot of weirdos here. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Chuck Studson. I'm not over it. Barry Um, the Hawk. So now we're going to make tilts. Okay. Um, we can <laughs> there's not really a way for us to do this in secret because it's just us but usually sure. i'll have people like you write it fate you write it on an index card and pass it face down or like you dm them on discord um i think uh i would like for us both to dm each other uh our tilts on discord and then we'll read them out loud because i do want i do want the vocal reaction of us both hearing seeing the other person's tilt Okay, perfect. So let's let's type it up and send on on account. All right. So so I am going to say, uh, if you have an uh, an idea, because I think I have a clear idea of what I want the tilt to be. Um. And if so, I will type it, send it, and then we'll get your reaction, and then we'll do the same for me. I think I've I think I've got one. Yeah, All I've right. got I've got it typed up. All right. Okay, so here here's my tilt. That's real good. That's very, very good is the thing. Uh, should I read it out? I'll read it out loud. Please do. Uh, Lily is stuck in this town and really wants out. That's fucking great. Poor Lily. <laughs> All right, I have written it out. And okay. I'm about to hit send. I'm hitting I'm- send now. that is truly incredible unfortunately to lily's great shame she knows and cares a lot about gnome lore i i I just think the the moment in the trial where someone someone said something wrong varsuvian said something wrong it's gotta yeah varsuvian's gotta just be like well actually it's very very clear that like this is happening and lily like head in her hand is like no actually bartholomew only dislikes button cap mushrooms because he's never tried them there's a whole there's a whole uh, installment. <laughs> if you've read the journals, oh my god, why am I explaining this? He actually, he is sh- he is shown. He tries the button cap. He realizes he loves. Oh my god, someone kill me! It's <laughs> oh Lily. We finally have a character we like. <laughs> she is just it just makes her miserable it's, it's it's all from when she was like in high school and was really into gnomes <laughs> she's like no truly no. truly unfortunately i feel like there's a lot of both of us in lily <laughs> as, oh, a, as a character oh my god the things i know so much about <laughs> the the moments in your life when you have your head in your hand and you're like no, I've I've often said this is a this is a thing that I've told many many friends over the years that one of my favorite noises in the entire world is this very specific noise. Uh, okay. Because that is the noise. See, you already know what that noise oh, is. Oh god, I live that noise. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that is the noise. Of someone has asked you something that unfortunately you know so much about, and also you know that the answer is like legitimately ten minutes long. 
Yeah, hey, catch me when I was playing Dark Souls and watching Vati video lore videos. That's you, me. <laughs> every, like, it's like, hey, hey, Nevin, um, can you explain what a Powered by the Apocalypse game is? How much time you got? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 that noise. Uh, that that's no- it. That is it. <laughs> that's every- the noise, Lily. Uh, <laughs> they're all everyone's noise is a little bit different. But everyone has one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we need to create one last, one last, um, tilt. Uh, da Do you have any ideas? I do. I have a thought for one that I want to propose to you. Okay. Since we're making this one together. All right. What if she's running for state senator? That's good. And, like, needs the votes. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't Ooh. know why all of my pitches for Lily are like, let's make this worse for her. I'm sorry, but sometimes the character has to be in a bad situation. And Lily, you're in that bad situ- situation, and we love you. Yeah. But I think that's <laughs> to be clear, really the good. The hero of the story is Lily. Absolutely. There, there's no way it was going to be any other way. Yeah, I think that I think she's running for state senator. Yeah, sorry, Lily. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Truly wonderful. Um, next up, we create the prosecution and the defense. Um, these are created pretty much as plain characters. A lot of the shine from them comes out when we make connections. Mm-hmm. Why don't I make one and you make the other? Okay. Would you like to make the prosecution or the defense? Uh, I can make either. I think I have a... Mm, I don't have too many ideas right off the bat. Let me think this through. I'm trying to think about the lawyer. Because I think both of these people, like, booked a lawyer. I don't think either of them is using, like, state's defense. Or oh, using, like, yeah, a... Yeah, like yeah, a, These are, like... like, I like don't think, oh, God, I had a great idea for a connection between them. Or I guess them. the prosecution would naturally... It, I guess this is this gets into a, a world building question for us, or rather, like a scenario building question for us. Mm-hmm. Is this a civil case or is this a criminal case? Because that's going to determine whether the prosecution is a state prosecutor or whether they are like a private lawyer that has been hired by by the by the victim. What do you think's more interesting? I want them both to be hired by the people. Then I think it should be yeah okay I think that's that's good I I think that it, that feels good because I I feel like these rich fucks would have like a family lawyer each yeah um, yeah yeah and I'm 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 gonna say a spoiler for something later on but you eventually create actual relationships between a bunch of characters right um, and I'm gonna go ahead and say right off the bat that the the prosecution and defense are from competing law firms. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There's there's no other way. Okay. All right. So these are both hired people. Let's let's make. I'll make prosecution. All right, I'll make defense. All right, I have made my defense. I I am I am ready with with this defense lawyer. Oh, that's beautiful. Um why don't you go first? All right, so our defense representing Muriel is Dom Duckley. He his um his style is your uncle, who's not really your uncle, just like a family friend. 
Uh, his expertise is contract law, and his key, which is a secret, is that he recently moved on to the neighborhood, which makes him a member of the HOA, which makes this a big, like, conflict of interest for him. Oh, that's delicious. Um, <coughs> okay, the prosecution, uh, representing Chuck is Sam Sasparilla. Uh, his, her pronouns, style is down-home country boy, expertise is trucks and treads, and her secret key is that she really likes baking. I love that. That's great. That kicks ass. So I, I, knowing that these two were going to be rivals, I saw you make Dom Duckley and I was like, okay, for a name, I have to do like some alliteration. Mm -hmm. Um, Sam Sasparilla. Very proud of that one. Okay. All right. Next up, we make evidence. So the way that evidence works, uh, it's actually pretty similar to the pallets. Um, typically, every player creates two pieces of evidence, and then the prosecution and defense draft the evidence. So they take turns picking pieces that they can use during the case. You and I are both just going to make four pieces of evidence. Um... Evidence is made up of two parts. There's the evidence itself, and then there's its flaw. Um, the flaw is like the thing that someone can use to turn the evidence to their advantage, or like a, a plot hole in the evidence itself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, a good way to think about it is that the bigger and more important the evidence is, the bigger its flaw should be. Okay, alright. So I've got a little template down here for you, if you want to make some copies. I do. And we're each making four pieces of evidence. Yizzer! Alright, these are all very good, and I'm excited to talk about them. <laughs> yes, this is truly uh, a wondrous cavalcade of twists and turns that we have before us. Um... Why don't we go ahead and, and take turns reading through ours? That sounds good. Oh, I don't have a flaw for one of them, but I'll come up with it on the fly. Okay, excellent. Uh, I'll start to give you some time. So, one of my pieces is tire marks on the grass and curb, uh, with the flaw that only two tires left marks. Um, this is a very specific <laughs> reference that I am, I am proud to be able to make for my cousin Vinny. I'm glad. I'm glad that it's here. Uh, so my first clue is $217 paid to an anonymous source. And its flaw <laughs> is that the person that accepted that money is nowhere to be found. Truly incredible. It's such a it's such a specific amount of money. And, and it's I'm, also low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like a small amount for something like this. <laughs> which, again, low stakes. Perfect. Um... Next one of my pieces is competition trophies for Yard of the Month, with the flaw that they are either fake or paid for. Uh, my next piece of evidence is zoning permits for a quote-unquote block party jamboree, and the flaw is that those permits were rejected. It's beautiful. Um, <laughs> uh, a threatening letter about gnomes. The flaw is that it was written with magazine clippings. Uh, I have the report about a, of, of the report of an argument between Chuck and Muriel. The flaw is that no one else is present for that argument, so it's it's hard to constitute a definitive like record of what happened. 
I love it. Uh, my last piece is for forum posts from an unknown user with the flaw that they seem strangely knowledgeable about gnome lore. <laughs> and my last one, which I've saved for last for a reason. And we're writing this on, on a Miro board, on a shared Miro board. And I like this because it auto say it auto sizes the text I to fit to, in the box. I wanted to bring up how amazing that <laughs> looks there like that. And so it's just much larger than all of the other things is counterfeit. No, <laughs> truly incredible. Just seeing the huge text counterfeit gnomes. Uh, and the flaw here is that they are almost indistinguishable from the real thing. Oh, it's it's truly We've created a mess. Um, so now what we're going to do is we'll go ahead and draft these out as if we're playing um, so that we can have a, a nice round board for, for us to look at. So you are playing okay. the defense. The defense gets to pick their evidence first. Why don't you go ahead? All right. And so I'm thinking this through. I'm thinking I am trying to prove that Muriel did not put out the hit. On the lawn gnomes. That's my goal here. Yes, the character's goal is that. As so the, the f- yeah, as as players, we're just trying to figure out. We're the just truth. trying to have yeah yeah, yeah. have a good but, time. Uh, so as Dom, if I'm if I'm putting on the Dom hat for a minute, I'm taking these zoning permits, and, and I'm 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 grabbing hold of these. That Excellent. feels like that feels like that feels like evidence that that feels like evidence that Chuck is trying to. Chuck is Chuck is trying to leverage this against Muriel to get Muriel for to for Mur- that Chuck has reason to to frame Muriel as the as the attacker of the gnomes. Yes, excellent. Um these are such good options. They're all amazing. Um I feel like the report the report is 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 the one for me. The report of an argument because like there's clear motive here obviously now uh, i am going to throw this in another dr- i'm going to throw a, a wrench into this okay i am going to take 217 dollars paid to an anonymous source <laughs> the phrase i'm going to take 217 dollars paid to an anonymous source is truly remarkable um I'm going to leave counterfeit gnomes for now. I'm tempted, but I'm going to leave that for now. And I am going to take the threatening letter about gnomes. I am going to take, I'm going to take the forums post from an unknown user. Wonderful. Uh, if I don't take it now, I'll never get it. Cause I know you'll take it. I'm taking the counterfeit gnomes. And I am going to take tire marks on the grass and curb. And I'll take the competition trophies for Yard of the Month that are definitely legitimate. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. Beautiful. I do like that we each happen to take two of the other persons and two of ours. That just maps out very nicely. Yes. I know that's not like it's not in the rules, but it just felt like a nice bit of symmetry. I love symmetry. As you can tell by how meticulously I arrange a Miro board. I love symmetry. (laughs) You, You and me both. You and me both. So next... This is, I think, one of the parts of the game that truly makes it the most magical, is we create connections. Okay. We're going to go around the table. Every player creates three uh, three relationships. Two that tie their character to another, and then one that ties two other characters together. Um, and these can be anything. And they are represented, of course, by 
our favorite thing in the world, red string. Of course. Um, so the way that we're going to do this is I think we'll both just pretend to be like the prosecution and the defense, and then mm-hmm. we'll both make one for the judge, and we'll both make a couple for the stand. Cool. I don't know why I drew this Sorry, arrow. sorry, say that, say that again. I, I, I heard it, and then my brain immediately rejected it. Oh, yes. So what we're going to do is we'll we'll go through this process as if we are going to play the prosecution okay. and the defense. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. So talk me through the first connection. The first connection is going to be the one that I made earlier uh, that I said I was going to make right up at the start. So I'm going to draw uh, this arrow between Sam and Dom, our prosecution and defense. I'm going to add some text to it that is from competing law firms. Sarsaparilla Law Firm has a nice ring to it. I'm not going to lie. It does. It does. The connection that I'm going to make, and I'm not making, I'm not necessarily making a connection to myself as the defense. It's just a connection between two characters. You start with connections from yourself as the defense. Got it. We'll do do those first. So we've got that connection from Sam to Dom. And then I'm going to go ahead and make a connection from Sam, uh, to the judge and this i think will be just has a crush i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a connection between sam between i'm gonna make a connection between the defense all right so the connection here i've made a connection between uh, Dom, the defense, and the victim, Chuck Studson, which is that Dom is deeply jealous of Chuck's pool. Love it. Love to see it. Love to have it. Love to be jealous of a pool. <laughs> Truly. I just. It's good. It's so, it's, it's, it's heated. That's unfair. It's unfair. It's not right. It's not right. It's not right that Chuck Studson has oh. a heated pool. Oh, look at Chuck Studson with his heated pool. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> okay, we need we need one more from Dom to some to something else, or we can count this one from competing law firms as the second. I think that that would work too. I am gonna go. Uh, so the other connection that I'm making here is I'm making a connection between Jack uh, between Jack's Cumberbund and Dom, which is that Dom wants them as a client so badly, <laughs> just wants nothing more. Yeah, wants nothing more than 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 Jack's Cumberbund's business. Excellent. So next, let's both make a connection from the judge to something else or someone okay. else. Oh, I'm gonna take an obvious one from earlier oh how dare you i was i it was but one of us was gonna take it and we just needed to figure one out of us who was to. gonna claim that I, first i took the initiative i'm sure you understand it could be nothing else oh absolutely absolutely can i can i propose a change yes always always uh, and forever because i want to make one Crucial one word change. Oh, that's better. So the connection that was made was from Lily to Varsuvian. 
Um, Lily's the judge with the <laughs> deep-seated regret of Lawn Gnome lore. Um, was on Varsuvian Miller's gnome forum. Yeah, Nevin wrote, is on the forum, and I was like, let me change, I, w- I really want this to be what, like, it has left, to be was. Has left, has left the forum. Amazing. Amazing. And that makes some really awesome incidental stuff to a few pieces of evidence here. <laughs> it does. Alright. Um, and the other connection that I want Lily to have is I'm trying to think I know what I want the connection to be, but I'm trying to think who is who it is against. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you this, Nevin. I'm going to ask for your help here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who else is running for state senator? Mm. I feel like all of the options are good. Everyone here could be it. Um, I'm going to propose it's, that it's Barnaby. I was going to say Muriel. You think it's Muriel? It could totally be president of the HOA, ready to step up and really be the HOA of the state. That's very good. Barnaby is also extremely good. I think I'm going to go. I'm happy with either. Jax is also good. All of these people suck. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to go with Barnaby. Okay, Barnaby is good. I'm perfectly happy with Barnaby. I think Barnaby feels good. It feels correct. And uh, I've put the arrow on both sides because I think they are running against one another. Oh, mm, chef's kiss. Delightful. Okay, so let me just scoot this. Yeah. There we go. Make that arrow work for us. Yeah, Barnaby and Je- Barnaby and Lily are running against each other in the state senate race, and so there is there is a lot of of goodness going on in that moment, going on in the in this courtroom. This is juicy. There we go. I fixed it. Got it. One of the one of the arts of Miro is making sure text and lines don't overlap mm-hmm. too much. That's that's good. That's that's a spicy meatball art true art so that's our two judge connections now the stand gets to make two connections i think i think i'm gonna make a connection between varsuvian and uh and barnaby uh and i think that this connection is that they are on the soccer team together so Varsuvian okay. Miller yep. and Barnaby are on the soccer team together. Now I am going to make, meanwhile, a connection. Uh, I'm going to make this a, I got to figure out how to do this in the right way. I'm going to make here a connection between Jax and Varsuvian. That is a <laughs> mutual connection that does not seem like it should be a mutual connection, but it is absolutely that they both have this connection with one another. And that is. Are they forum rivals? Or Jax and Varsuvian both would describe the other as the mark. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. They each think that they are grifting the other. <laughs> like Varsuvian is like, <laughs> this is like this rich, this rich fuck is blowing all of their money. And like, if that's how it is, if they don't have a respect for the lore, I'm just going to take them for as much of their money as they can. Meanwhile, Jax looks at Varsuvian and is like, this 
fool is so invested in the lore that like I can just get them to sell me whatever that whatever yeah. I want. Ja- Jax, you see, the thing about Jax is that they don't understand that while the lore is important and deeply must be respected, the real thing is about the the rareness of the individual gnome pieces. <laughs> it's about it's about the defects. And it's about the unique creations. It's, like it's, he doesn't understand that that the the Bertrand gnome is rare because it had an alternate colorway. It's about owning a true one of a kind piece of art as a status symbol that I can then show to the world and say I have this, and the value comes from my owning it. Ugh. Uh, Varsuvian Miller doesn't know what NFTs are and purchases them. <laughs> Jax Cumberbund knows what NFTs are and purchases them. <laughs> All of these characters need to get put onto that chart, unfortunately. <laughs> Lily, okay. li- li- Lily thank- thankfully, Lily lands on knows what they are and does not purchase. Exactly. Uh, bless you, Millie. Millie? Lily. Lily. Bless you, bless you Lily. Um, and lastly, every player would create one more connection between two things they don't control. Mm. Um, so really, let's just both make a couple more for fun. All right. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Uh, I've got one that feels mandatory. Um, and it's it's mandatory purely because I am who I am. And that is that Chuck and Muriel dated oh, in high school. Absolutely. There's no way they didn't. I'm gonna make because because it feels essential. Uh so the connection that I've made here is between Muriel and Dom, which is that Muriel is actively looking for a new lawyer, maybe even during this case. That's awesome. I love this. That is like, fantastic. She's, she's just fully like, I'm gonna fight. Like, whether or not you win this case, like, I'm gonna fight. Like, frankly, Sam is doing great work. Dom is absolutely getting fired, and that's unfortunate. Did I, oh, my God. Um, The idea of going to court. Looking for a new lawyer. <laughs> and sitting in the courtroom as you're being prosecuted. <laughs> going... They're doing great work. Can't <laughs> deny that he's can't deny that he's a professional. She's doing a great job. <sighs> Truly wonderful. I want to make a connection between Dom and the judge. Um and I think that it's like it's either that Dom is a big fan of Lily's work, um, or Dom has a crush on Lily. Can I throw you a third option that hits a that hits on A, but it hits on the first one, but in a very funny way? Yes, please. Uh, mutual love of baseball cards. Like, ha- have you ever seen Twelve Angry Men? Yes, of course. You know the I have. last scene in Twelve Angry Men where the two uh, jurors like introduce each other when they're free from the the context of like this is a horrible, stressful like environment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I imagine after the case, there would be a moment where Lily and Dom are like, "Hey, did you hear that they just released the, the this season's uh, rookie cards?" And like, they Wonderful. have like a moment of like camaraderie. That is artful and good, and it's also great because I already did has a crush 
a lot of the connections that I make in this game end up, end up being like really personal stuff like that because it's just it's nice and spicy. We need two. We need two more. <laughs> what are you? What are you thinking? <laughs> Gonna go ahead and make here a connection between Sam and. I'm gonna make here a connection between Sam and Jax. Okay. What do you got? <laughs> I've just written. I've just copied and pasted that Sam oh, good. wants Jax as a client <laughs> so badly. That is art. <laughs> we are we are creating art here. They have just both sides of this. Like both people, both lawyers are actively just like the second Jax walks in, like get it together, get it together. Here we go, big money client. That's good. Um. Okay. And I think I was going to make one more connection between okay. between Sam and Varsuvian. The connection that I am making is between uh Sam Sasparilla, the prosecution, and Varsuvian Miller, and it's that Varsuvian is an active client. That's great. That kicks ass. That's that's beautiful. And there we have it. That's our crime board. That's great. We have the the last phase is that everyone asks a question. Okay. And this this question is something that you would like to be answered during the case. The trick to questions. Um, let me actually read how I have this written because I think I explain it really well. Every player should come up with a single question they have about this case and the mystery, and during play you should aim to answer these. These should not be things like, did they do it, or how did this specific character do the crime? Mm. Good questions call to specific aspects of your particular case and ask that they be explored further. They can be as big as how does this piece of evidence factor in, or as small as what is the secret ingredient to the pies. A good question gives you more room to improvise or fill out details. A bad question makes something true or fails to provoke further inquiry or interest. Okay, I think I've got one. All right, let's ask him up here. And we're both going to we're both going to make two. That sounds good. So my first question is what kind of gnomes does Jax make? My first question is how are baseball cards unexpectedly really important to the case? Excellent. My second question is what did Dom do to get fired? And my final question, which I think is just the, which is a good like closing note for the game for our setup phase of this game, is we leave to imagine this the rest of play here. Why are gnomes so important to everyone? Truly, why? Why does everyone care <laughs> about these gnomes so much? Like it's just the question. And and if I like, I think the closing beat as we wrap up, I think the closing note is. I want us both to imagine, like, watching this as it has come up on daytime or public access TV or where, you know, it's 11, it's it's 1230 at night and the reruns of The Simpsons and Frasier have just ended. And, and our, <laughs> oh my god, so that this is Lily's TV show. <laughs> like I said, she's gotta get out of here. <laughs> she's gotta get out of here. 
Why are gnomes so important to everyone? (laughs) This is my favorite Judge Duty knockoff. (laughs) Oh my god, poor Lily, please. You're the protagonist of this story. Hey, Nevin, I'm so, so sorry. Yeah? Why? The name name of her show is Lily's Hammer. (sighs) I get it. I'm really sorry. Yeah, it is, Jeff. It really is. Oh my, and that's it. That's uh, that's setup. That's game. This was amazing. This was this kicked ass. This was a delight. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff. I had a wonderful time, as I'm sure you can tell by how I couldn't stop laughing. Oh my goodness. This is this was this was this one was one for the books. I'm happy with this one. Me too. We made something we made something special today. I'm I'm so happy I could be here for this, and I can't wait to send you a screenshot of the port. <laughs> You, oh, please you, do. You gotta slap this up on, on Imgur oh. and post a link oh, to yeah. it in the notes, right? Oh, absolutely. Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you again for coming on to the show and playing this with me. This was, uh, this was a highlight of my, of my day. I'm glad, Jeff. This was wonderful. So, real quick, before you wrap up, where can people find you, your work, and the Just a Car Kickstarter or crowdfund online? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Justicar is currently live. You can find it at bytes.rip slash Justicar. That's B-Y-T-E-S dot R-I-P slash Justicar. J-U-S-T-I-C-A-R. Did I spell that right? I did. Wow. Go me. Uh, you can find all of my stuff over at nevin.games or on Twitter at fork20. Um... We got a lot going on. Justicar is obviously coming up. Uh, shortly after that, we will be launching our, uh, we'll be launching pre-orders for our next at-home produced game. One that I think you have played, Jeff, called You're in Space and Everything's Fucked. I have um, played. You'll hear that on the show when it's, uh, when it's out in the world. It's, it's soon. I hope. I hope it's soon. Um, yeah, I just make a lot of really awesome projects with my wonderful spouse, Jam, who you can find at DinoBerryJam on Twitter. And that's it. That's all I've got. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was such a delight. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future, me. Thanks, past me. And thanks again to Nevin for coming on the show. God damn it. I don't even know what to say because that game... It's been making me laugh for weeks, and it continues to make me laugh. It was magical and incredible, and I could not be happier. Be sure to back Just a Car on Kickstarter. You can find a link to do so in the show notes. Back the game. Make it a reality. This game rips, and I want to have it in my hands, uh, so go do that. And then also follow Nevin on Twitter at Fork20. That's F-O-R-K-20. You can also follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Party of One Podcast. If you enjoy the show, you want to support us, there's a few ways that you can do that. You can do so financially at patreon.com slash Jeff Stormer. You can buy a sick Party of One t-shirt uh, with the Party of One logo or the special brand new uh, Thanks Future Me, Take It Past Me shirt uh, designed by Kara Wisherson, friend of the show. You can get that at bit.ly slash Party of One merch. You can also get the Party of One logo or a shirt that announces that Champ and Crowbar love each other because Champ and Crowbar love each other very much. Or you can just leave us a nice review on Podchaser, Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, all the freaking places have them you know where to find reviews but seriously reviewing the show does a lot of good and also it puts a big smile on my face or you can just talk about how you like the show on social media you can join us on discord at bit.ly slash party of one discord to talk about the episode with us any of these things they help make the show better and grow us and they put a smile on my face now, if you're looking for other podcasts to enjoy, check out All My Fantasy Children, a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the One Shop Podcast Network, where every episode, my best friend Aaron Catano says, and I take a listener-submitted prompt. 
We spin it into an original fantasy character and populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, coming on the show as a guest, or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And... Let's see. I believe that is all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.